Hello, my name is Tyler Chisholm, and welcome to a special episode of Collisions YYC Current and Critical, a 20-minute high-intensity episode where I sit down with local leaders to discuss the themes of the day. Hello, and welcome to Collisions Current and Critical. I am on today with my longtime friend, co-conspirator, colleague, the SVP of Strategy at Longview Systems, Mr. Kevin Crow. How are you doing, Kevin? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me. It is always a pleasure to have you back to the show. Longtime listener, longtime fan, longtime <laughs> contributor. <laughs> yeah, yes, it's great to be on the show. It is uh, always enjoyable to have you on, and we have the best conversations. And you know, and sometimes we get to share them with our audience, which is which is <laughs> yeah. which is an honor and a privilege unto itself. Today on the show, we're going to talk about rapid digital transformation. We've talked about digital transformation on the show before with Chris Hogue from Digital Journal Group and Mesh, and the realities of that world. And I think it's a conversation that gets to be had over and over again. But we're living in a COVID-19 world and digital transformation, yeah, it's being amplified. Yeah, it's on the forefront. But the word rapid, I think, is something that we can't avoid. And you are in the crux of it with what you do. So dive in. Tell us about your world. What's been going on at Longview these days? Yeah, for sure. I, I think the first place to start really is just the acknowledgement of obviously the fear and and the crazy environment we're in, right? Uh, right now, as we're talking, you know, COVID-19 is, um, you know, we're in quarantine uh, across North America. And so we don't know what's going to happen to our families, our own health, uh, our jobs, our companies, all that kind of stuff. So um, understand that that's a really tough spot for all of us to be in. So the one thing we would say is, um, you know, when you're overwhelmed or if you're feeling overwhelmed right now is, is to make sure you're chunking things down into manageable sizes. Uh, that's one piece of advice. If you feel like I don't know where to start and there's all these things happening, uh, it can simply be like, you know, writing an email or even just opening the email and putting a name in there and putting a title in that email. Just, you know, just chunk it down so you can kind of get emotion. Um, and then we also would just say like a huge kudos to um, all the people that got their workers and their employees safe. Like one of the things that we really felt good about in our ecosystem and, and just to give perspective, uh, Longview's about 1,300 people across North America, founded and, and raised in Calgary, uh, office in Edmonton, Vancouver, Victoria, Toronto, uh, Denver, Houston, Dallas. Um, and, uh, and just across that ecosystem, we just saw people that put their people first and foremost, right? That concern. Uh, and, uh, and just, we really respect that and, and uh, can't say enough about that. But then, you know, what happened is, you know, we would say about on average, we'll use a, a company of a thousand people, let's say probably about 200 of those people were working from home uh, on an ongoing basis. The other 800 weren't. And so really to kind of secure that supply chain, um, we had to get those workers working from home. And so we really helped a lot of organizations scale and really put that uh, workability in so that those people could get back to their home offices and work from there. And in incredible, incredible response. You know, uh, we're sitting here a couple weeks in and I would say, you know, across the board, we've seen the vast majority of our clients who can, and, and let's respect the fact that there's a bunch of people out there that, you know, just have work that they can't do remotely from. Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. I feel very privileged right now that I can work from home and I don't want to overlook that. You're right. That's right. You know, I grew up very working class and, and a lot of people I work up with just don't have that scenario with the work they do. Uh, but for the people that could work from home, those people are in place right now. And, and, and we're really looking at, you know, making sure that they have all the applications, all the abilities that they had from the office. Um, but the one thing we really want to stress at this junction is to make sure those people are secure. And that's not, you know, hey, Longview can help you there, but there's a bunch of other providers that can help you there as well. We just really want to emphasize that, you know, we've opened up a bunch of people to work from home. 
Uh, we had to do that in a rapid motion, which totally makes sense. Got to make sure they're, you know, productive. But we got to go back and make sure those people are secure. So, you know, work with your provider, work with your IT department mm-hmm. to make sure that that is put in place. Really, really important. And and the other thing we'd say is, is um, we're seeing right now is really a, a really good emphasis on communicating as transparently as possible. You know, I think as leaders in this scenario, sometimes it can be overwhelming as well. What do I say? And I, I really don't know the future and I don't know what, you know, is going to happen in May and, and that type of thing in June. Be honest and, and be transparent and, and explain to people, you know, where your heads are at and what you're working on and what you're trying to do. Um, you know, we know one of the things we're seeing in a lot of organizations is some areas are in high demand and other areas aren't in demand. And so, you know, shifting workers and trying to get, you know, employees to maybe where that uh, opportunity lies uh, is one of those things. And so, you know, explain that uh, so employees can understand. And, and we're seeing a, a lot of companies doing a really good job with that for sure. So, you know, the concept of digital transformation, it sounds sexy and it's bold and it's, you know, it's challenging, it's intimidating, but fundamentally it's change, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. and when you have time, you'll push change down the road or you'll deal with it later. You'll build a committee around it. Certainly what I've seen and from companies of 20 people to thousand people or more, the speed in which this, we were thrust into this is literally unprecedented. Not to use over buzzwords right now, (laughs) unprecedented being one of those, like the speed in which we were forced, which there's part of me and I'll be, I'll be candid. I'm excited about it. Like there's something about like, wow. Okay. Like we're going to pick up some new habits that maybe we won't go back after this. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, a lot of, companies uh, and we've seen that debate internally of whether people can work from home or not and mm-hmm. and how would that model work well hey we have a great experiment going on right now and uh and i think you know it's not going to be blanket one way or the other you know people are saying oh we're not going to go back to corporate space after this well i don't think that's what's going to happen i think we'll look at I, I, I agree with you i think i think it's going to lean more towards a blend if it was you know 90 10 one way it might maybe be 60 40 50 i don't even know what those percentages are Absolutely. but I, it's just opening up more options and more freedom and more choice which i think is really exciting right and think about how that space you use that space and what that space gave you from a value perspective versus just a place to sit you know maybe designing that place so that people do collide into each other uh, maybe that space has more innovation or collaboration space maybe that space people just come together at certain times of the week for yep. meetings or that type of thing all those things are on the table but we have this big experiment going on right now and and to that point you know if you look at digital transformation i believe uh, Microsoft this week released that, you know, their Microsoft Teams usage, which is their kind of collaboration platform, was up about 778% uh, week over week. So just wow. seeing a huge intake of people getting on those platforms, you know, doing video conference, chatting with each other, uh, working together, collaborating. Um, so lots of great value there um, to keep companies and organizations going. And, you know, we would say, you know, what do we see right now? Well, we see Certain verticals, uh, things like utilities, things like fintech, things like obviously the health industry uh, are in high demand right now and, and trying to make sure they meet the capacity and the demands put on them. And then we have other industries uh, that are clients of ours like you know airlines and, and airports and that type of thing. Obviously, at the other end of that where the demands really died off and how do I kind of get through that and survive? And obviously, you know, restaurants, bars, retail, they're in that category. So there's a real mixed bag out there. And, and you know, I think one of the things you know, inside that kind of digital response is, okay, how do I control costs inside that? Uh, and, you know, I need, might need an emergency break glass scenario. Uh, right. We're saying, you know, this could be a hundred year event. So where are the revenues declining and, and prepare yourself for that hundred year event. Um, and obviously you got to make sure your organization survive. 
Um, inside of that, things like automation, things like AI are going to be real big players inside of this because you need to keep that organization functioning. You need to keep that organization moving forward. Understanding that, you know, sometimes labor is your biggest cost. Those things are part of the digital transformation. I understand you have to spend money to get there, but I would keep them on the table right now. Uh, obviously, you know, you got to be an effective organization through this. Right. Uh, Have you seen in a lot of the work that you've seen so far, and like, and arguably we're kind of three weeks in, in Canada, yeah. we're in the middle of the third week and yeah. arguably the week before it felt like this was a maybe. And then very quickly by the Monday, it turned to like, this is happening. Yeah. Are you seeing organizations now, like what it sounds like they've been so focused on just how we kind of, I'm going to say, quote unquote, survive. Yes. Have you seen, has the conversation started to shift yet to what you just alluded to of like, well, how do we interact with our customers better? How do we change even the way that we serve? Or is it yeah. been mainly just around how do we even keep business functioning pseudo, pseudo as normal as possible? Yeah, I think if you think of, hey, keep our people safe, right? Then secure the supply chain and we would include remote workers in there. Yep. And then okay. the, the next step of that is is kind of this, um, you know, break glass cost, um, cost, looking at cost, right? How do I survive yep. that? What are, what are the scenarios? What are the stress tests that I'm going through? And kind of working through that. And, uh, and we see, you know, a lot of clients and discussions around that. And I think, you know, one of the important things inside that motion is really, you know, asking ourselves, you know, how do we make sure we don't destroy each other through this so that when it's done, we can pick up the pieces and continue to work together, right? Because this will end. And, uh, you know, it's really important uh, in partnership, especially in partnership, understanding the scenario we're both in, uh, that we have to collaborate around how we get that through together. Um, it's a bit of a prisoner's dilemma, right? If I only think about myself and my own needs, um, I might end up taking myself out or I might end up surviving, but not have the ecosystem around me I need to support me to actually get through it to the other side. And that's such an interesting thing you can lose sight of. There's a book that I've, I've spoken to it about a couple of times, but it seems very relevant. Have you read American Icon? No, no, I haven't read that. Add it to your bedtime reading yeah. list, which I'm sure is very, but Alan Mulally, when he turned around Ford Motor Company back in 08 during the downturn, uh, the, the the other downturn or the one yeah. crisis, the last crisis of that magnitude. But uh, some of the biggest things they draw out in that book was how much time, effort, and energy they put into keeping all of their suppliers in business. Mm-hmm. Because if all of a sudden the guy that makes the seatbelt goes out of business, we can't make trucks. We can't make cars. And mm-hmm. it was just interesting just how their whole strategy of staying afloat was fully integrating their, they were literally like having meetings, forcing their suppliers to come in, be part of the transformation yeah. because yeah. without them, they couldn't survive. And it was a really interesting, like just how transparent they were. And literally they were in there as even acting as coaches, as leaders for these smaller suppliers to be able to keep them in business. Yeah, and I think that's a great example. And I think that's the attitude we have to have. And I know working with a lot of our clients and suppliers, you know, people are at the table with that attitude. And, and you know, I think after that stage or during that stage, you also got to think about how do you get back on offense, you know, and um, yes. where, where is the opportunities around offense? And, and I think one of the things about digital transformation, and, you know, we've seen a lot of people get to things like, you know, Microsoft Teams and, and Azure, you know, we, we do a lot of Microsoft. So I'll focus kind of on the Microsoft ecosystem. Um, so when you're now, your workloads are in cloud and you're in teams or you're doing more and more of that through this uh, event, you have the agility now to respond size up or size down based on kind of what's happening, right? Interesting. And so now you have that agility, but you can also start to take innovative bets like, hey, I think the market's going here. I'm going to try to stand up this offering or product and use this capacity. And in cloud, if that doesn't work, you can turn it back down. 
Uh, and then obviously you stop spending money on that. So that type of agility, I think, is really important. And we want to get organizations to have that element of digital transformation through this so that they can, you know, quote unquote, play offense or respond to whether that is an up or down scale that's happening to them. Uh, as we kind of, you know, get to understand some of the effects that we just don't see yet, you know, going to May, June, July, what, what does right. this actually mean? Is it a, a sharp V back up? Is there all this pent up demand that's going to show up or is it more of a flat V out of this as, you know, people are cautious and they're trying to get out of this? Yeah, I think there's, if, if, if there's a scenario you want to find, there's an article out there that supports whether it's going to be the, yes. the, the <laughs> flat bottom, the L, yeah. is it going to be a V? Is it going to be a double double bump? What's going to happen? Yeah. But I, I think it's interesting to hear what you're saying about that scalability because that's one of the most challenging things as a service-based company, uh, even yeah. product-based. How do you yeah. tool that assembly line back up fast enough or get enough people online to take on this opportunity when it comes? But yeah. knowing that doing that digital work ahead of time, kind of almost before you need it, you know, being ready yes. for it is so is so critical. And being forced to do it now, that's one of the nice upsides when you think about that. You run it out two, three, four, five months, whatever happens. Right, because we do know, and I think it's safe to assume that you know, uh, consumer behavior is going to change here. Client behavior is going to change through this. You know, uh, it's a really significant event. It's going to change our DNA. Um, and and trying to leapfrog that, and trying to make some bets on how to leapfrog that. You want that agility, right? So if that bet isn't the right bet, you can kind of pivot and and change it quickly. Uh, and so we're really encouraging that. Um, and that that cloud kind of flexible back end of infrastructure that allows you, like I said, to put workloads and then scale them up. Uh, that's some, you know, the, a minimal investment. And then when you stop using it, you stop paying for it. So we, we really would say that's a, a place you want to be so that you can go where the puck is going here and, and take some bets for sure. Right. And for yourself, I know you work a lot in, enter, in enterprise level. I know you guys do some stuff in the medium enterprise yeah, price pr- sure. space. You're a small business listening to this, you're 30, 40, 50 employees. Yeah. Is it the, still that same level of flexibility? Is that still, I would say yes, but I wanted to, obviously you're the expert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, cloud is that's the yeah. the thing. It's it's size for everybody, and and you know, I would say, I don't know how many years ago, but probably four years ago, I, we haven't seen a startup not start up in cloud now. You know, if they right, if they, yeah, right, they need infrastructure, and because because they're starting up, and they you know that you they buy what you need, and they kind of grow from there, and so it's a really beautiful model for them to be in, uh, as well as obviously you know if they have this hyper demand come in the scale's there for them. So um, that's where startups have started. That's where, you know, we see a lot of the midsize going uh, for sure. Right. Enterprise is doing it in more niche places and then kind of, I would say, sweating some of their um, assets, right? Their older assets to say. Yeah, because okay, they, they were already all in on the uh, on the older way of doing it. To be That's honest. right. Yeah. We'll, we'll put this in cloud and we kind of see, you know, I would call it like, you know, a 60-40 with the enterprise. 60% of their workloads are going to cloud. 40% probably stays traditional. It's, it's some kind of... Okay, interesting. Like yeah. I had uh, Guillermo Salazar on the show. Yeah. yeah. And he talked about, and he was very complimentary and like blatantly plugging yeah. AWS. Yeah. He's like, he's like, we would have we, we would have fallen on our face. We got a thousand yeah. new users the other day come yeah. onto the site. He goes, it would have just exploded 10 years ago. Yes. would never have been yes. able to support it. And yeah. you know, he was incredibly... Uh, complimentary and very humble around the value that they'd provided as a partner to them as a pure startup, yeah. as a pure tech startup. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's huge, right? It, it gives you that ability perfect to match your investments, to match demand. And, and obviously in this uh, environment where we're you know, going to be very conservative around the money we spend and, and mm-hmm. obviously make sure that's good investments, that's, that's a place to go. And, and would really encourage organizations that can and that have that capability right now to, to make that happen. Uh, while we're going through this. And, and that work can be done remotely, so you don't need people on site and, and that type of thing. And, and so it really sits well with the situation we find ourselves in. 
So for companies that maybe hadn't been there or were in that that weird spot between big and small where they did have yeah. some infrastructure, is this the time? Is this like to take advantage? And you mentioned one example, the casino business is like, yeah. hey, we've got some downtime. Let's retool. Let's actually go in and make yeah. some changes because they can financially afford it. But now they also have the bandwidth, which is an interesting story as well. Yeah, for sure. We're seeing some of those clients that don't have any demand on their systems right now using that to, you know, to do projects and ask, uh, um, make sure that things that probably were on the back burner that couldn't get done because you needed a change window or you didn't want to impact users. Those things can actually go forward now. Now you have to be in a good financial spot to do that. Of course. But there also is going to be clients we know that are going to be in financial spots that they can do mergers and acquisitions through this. And once again, that agility of being in digital transformation and having cloud and those types of things allow you to accept those mergers easier and quicker. Um, so that's another encouraging thing. And, and also, you know, you got to ask yourself in this scenario, you know, how do I outperform my competitors? You know, it's going to be yes. a tougher market. There's going to be a higher level of, of competition. And so, okay, things like, you know, cloud, and that's just one strategy, allow me to be more innovative. Once again, maybe I can leapfrog, bring something to market uh, that gets in front of my competitors and takes some market share here. Um, I really believe in trying to get on the offense. You know, I, you know, I talked about this, uh, ex-military infantry soldier, we were always told, you know, if you got caught in an ambush, you know, you're walking through the forest and you get caught in an ambush, you charge into the ambush, um, which goes against your human nature. Uh, you're, you want to kind of sit down and try to be safe, but that ambush is set up and it's caught you by surprise and, and now you're in the crossfire. So you're really, even though you're going to take some casualties and it's obviously going to be tough and you got to charge into that to try to get momentum back and try to get out of the bad spot, right? It's really important just to get out of that bad spot. And, you know, we, I would say we've been caught by, a, you know, a very significant event. Uh, and a lot of I us- I think this feels like an ambush. I think that's a very, I like that. I think I have shared that analogy a couple of times. So yeah. thank you for that one. <laughs> yeah, it definitely feels like an ambush. And so to get back on that front foot, we got to kind of find a way to charge into this and, and find, you know, quote unquote, the opportunities through it, which I understand cannot be easy. Uh, with the amount of stress and and obviously such unknowns in front of us right now, the the unknown. So we talked about this a little bit online. The playbook. The, yeah. What do I do? Like whether it's digital transformation, whether it's leading my team. What are some of the the pages out of the playbook that you're seeing? Because it's always I love looking to big organizations to see what they do right and maybe what they don't do right. Yeah. What do, what, do, what are you seeing? What kind of optics? You know, I'm listening to this. I'm a business leader. I'm I'm feeling back. I think we're all a little bit back on our heels right now. Yeah. I'm starting to lean on my front foot, but I'm back. What what are your what are some of the playbook tactics? that you're seeing out there that we can take away from this? Yeah, for sure. I, th I think one of the things, and just want to emphasize it, is communication to the team in a, a transparent way. I think that's really important just to get everybody on side and aligned, right? Because obviously there's a lot of fear and we talked about the fear at the top of the podcast. You got to deal with that, right? So people can really focus on their work. So, you know, I think that's one key part of the playbook. And then, you know, we talked about the fact that you've got to scale your remote capability, right? You've got a bunch of people, you brought them back to home, Make sure that you scale and make sure that you, quote unquote, connect them with the right tools so that they're fully functional. What do I need to stand up? Okay. And then secure them. That's really important. Make sure they're secure. And like we said, that's not trying to make a long view commercial. You can use other providers, <laughs> but we emphasize. No, it's, it's what you guys do. So I appreciate your perspective. Yeah. But we emphasize, you got to do that with whether it's us or, or somebody else. And then, you know, if you're in that, we want you to be able to scale. So we would emphasize getting into a cloud-like platform. And then, you know, one of the great things around this moment is really to use that brain power inside the organization to start getting on the offense about where the puck's going. You know, use some innovation, uh, 
do some brainstorming, uh, think about what we would call secondary and, and, you know, third level thinking through this. Okay. So, you know, the obvious thing is a whole bunch of people got on, you know, Zoom and Microsoft Teams and working remotely. Okay. What, what, what does that mean in the second level and the third level of that? So I can yeah. start maybe run, trying run, to extrapolate draw. out that graph a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And understanding what my clients might need and what are those demands, right. Um, that they might need. Uh, there's some really good uh, innovation tools out there. Uh, IDO, uh, which is one of the leading. Um, yeah, they're great. They're very inspired. Yeah, super yeah, inspiring. They have a whole bunch of things online, um, you know, kind of brainstorming toolkits and, and a bunch of that's free. Uh, so, you know, spend some time. I think, you know, in this, um, and there's some great stories about people, you know, being in quarantine, you know, hundreds of years ago, Sir Isaac yes. Newton and, and that type of thing. And the creativity that can come out of these moments. Uh, and we really emphasize, you know, make sure that you're thinking about that and, and empowering that team to be able to stand up and bring some of those things to market with small bets, right? It doesn't have to be a bet, big bet uh, and see if that, you know, hits the place, hits the mark or doesn't. And if it doesn't in that agile infrastructure, you can turn it down. Well, this really epitomizes the opportunity to think like a startup. Yeah. Like it, it, those little minimal viable, like don't make it perfect. Yeah. Like just stand up a silly idea and, and, and see what happens. And well, there's a beautiful, yeah. beautiful one we were talking about and it's village ice cream, right? Which uh, yes. they're bringing some uh, curbside ice cream and they're doing a storefront. And I believe that's all agile that they've kind of stood that up. Yep. Uh, looking to kind of what their clients would need, looking at, you know, how do they respond to that need? I, I, I love that. I admire the courage in that. I admire and respect the ability to kind of connect those dots and get after it right away. And, you know, we'll say, oh, I'm not in the ice cream business, but there's analogies in all our businesses that are like that to say, okay, how do I connect the dots and see where my clients are right now and, and serve them accordingly? Well, and it's, I, I was talking to Billy today, the owner of Village Ice Cream earlier. And, you know, he said, he goes, Tyler, this is a adding 25% of revenue back in from zero. He's like, yeah. I'm a zero right now. He goes, yeah. my alternative is zero. So he goes, 25% yeah. is better. And it gets at least some people engaged, keeps the business going. So when you think about being back on your heels, like zero revenue is about back on your heels as you yeah. can. Yeah. You eventually you go back on your heels and you end up on your ass is what happens. Yeah. But to yeah. say, Hey, I'm adding 25% back to zero and this is how yes. I'm going to do it. Like I, man, I was like, Dude, you got my respect, man. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I'm dealing with a 25% from the top. He's trying to add 25% from the bottom. That's a very, that's a very real stress. That's a very real stress. And, and there's a bunch of organizations in that spot and, and totally understand and respect that. I know I was yeah. talking to a friend of mine who, who who's, he's going to lose his business. Like he's at zero and he said, Kev, <laughs> like, I can't, can't make it through. It's the reality of these days, man. <laughs> right. But you know what I respected in that conversation was he's like, I'm thinking about how I come back. Right. So I, I know I, that business isn't going to survive. I got to wrap that up, but I'm already thinking about, okay, what, what am I going to do now? Like, what are the things, what is the business I want to build now based on what we're seeing and the conditions we're seeing? That's a massive amount of courage. And, and I think, you know, for that entrepreneurial DNA, I mean, that's how many of, uh, of them are going to think for sure. Well, there's talking about grit and then there's living through this. Yeah. That, that's real grit and resolve and, and how, um, you know, curious you need to be while you're dealing with like mental health issues and being depressed yeah. and seeing things around you that fail and feeling like you did something wrong. Like those are real things, man. And you can't not talk about them. All these things are nice, but we're still, there's still a human experience. Well, and, and through my, you know, experiences, uh, you know, running long distances and climbing mountains and that type of thing, I would say, you know, what fear hates is action, you know, and, and if, oh, quote of the quote, of, quotable quotes by Kevin, <laughs> what fear, nice. So I told you, you got me there. I love that. So if you're ever in that fearful state, you just got to take some action. We talked about chunking at the beginning, you know, just taking, whether it's a small piece of, you know, I'm going to write this email or whether, you know, it's, Hey, I'm going to put my shoes on and go for a walk, whatever that is, but it doesn't like action. And so once you get yourself in action, you'll find, 
you know, more and more action opens itself to you. So, hey, I, I took that step and now this step also becomes apparent to me for the next step to take. And, and so really encourage people to get in motion and it doesn't have to be right. It doesn't have to be perfect. But if you do something, it's probably going to lead you to other decisions. And eventually that's going to get you down the right path for sure. No, and I, I've certainly, Adam, I'm sure you've seen it as well, like pop-up groups and meetings and Zoom meetings and mini conferences. Like the community is rallying and there is people out there that are trying really hard to find the silver lining or, or to even just be there for each other. And I think that's yeah. huge. You know, yeah. understanding that from, a, you know, the level you guys work out at Enterprise and, and what you're seeing there and how much we can learn as, you know, small, medium-sized businesses all across the board. Because, you know, I uh, Tim Cruz, one of the episodes I had, you know, and Tim yeah. said in his episode, never have we been all been put on our knees at the same time. Yeah. I think that's really powerful to walk away. No one's alone through this. You might think that your world is imploding, but guess what? Unfortunately, our everyone's world's imploding to a certain degree. Some, some worse Absolutely. than others, I have to. Sure. Absolutely. And there is a huge amount of compassion uh, in the system right now. And, you know, when you're dealing with, with other leaders and other businesses, the compassion for each other, I just huge respect for that. And then obviously the compassion everybody has uh, for their employees and their staff and the, you know, there's going to be tough decisions and heartbreaking decisions. And, and it's just incredible to see the level of compassion in the system for that, even know, knowing that, uh, we have to go through some pain and it's not going to be easy for sure. No, it's not. But as, as they say, this too shall pass. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Everything uh, is impermanent. No. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. It's going to feel like it at the, in the moment if you, see, yeah, if you yeah. stare too long at that square spot, square six inch spot at the floor. It looks the same if you keep staring. Yes. Yeah. Any, uh, any lasting words, any way for somebody to reach out, get a hold of you, you know, obviously depending on their size and scope, maybe reaching out to Longview might not be appropriate. Any resources that you would just put out there for people that are like, okay, yeah. Okay. I'm looking at offense. I want to move forward. I know digital is a part of it. Where do I go next? Yeah, for sure. Happy to email me at kevin.crocierwe at lvs1.com. Uh, I have a bunch of resources I can share with you around innovation. Um, happy to help people, right? We're all in this together. Uh, don't be scared to, to reach out. I love connecting people. I uh, got a bunch of stuff on innovation design, uh, obviously stuff on digital transformation. Also have some information around, you know, some of the economic impacts people are starting to forecast around technology. Um, we're all in this together. Happy to share. Please don't hesitate to reach out. As someone who's on Kevin's mailing list, it's an honor and the information is, is frequent and it's a very good quality. So take him up on that email, everybody. Kevin, thanks so much. Always a pleasure to have you on the show and really value your insights. Thank you. Awesome.